And we are live. Thank you for joining on another episode of Geeking Cannabis. Here with me today, I have the wonderful officer members of Start Yourself Upright, a group I started for the Cleveland School of Cannabis. The purpose of this group is to innovate and to um, network for the future of cannabis. So hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I just wanted to add before we start, we are actually missing an officer today. Unfortunately, Victoria Mudrock was unable to join us. Shout out to her. She's in Colorado right now. She is currently doing an interview and good luck to her. We are hoping that everything goes well. She's at her new job, new location, and she's starting herself up right. So let's <laughs> get on with this meeting. Nice. So how is everyone hey. today? Hold. Yeah. Doing that right. <laughs> Hanging in there. Yeah. So I just wanted to start with saying by what is all of your majors at the Cleveland School of Cannabis? Um, I'm in an executive program. Wait, um, who are you? Oh, I'm Marissa. <laughs> and I'm in the executive program. Um, but I'm starting to lean towards like... A, a processing field I want to go into, but I think I'll start with like dispensary stuff. That's awesome. Well, I just graduated with my um, horticulture. My name is Cheryl, and um, I just got that, and now I'm re-enrolled in the industrial hemp and CBD, and then after that, I'll be going for processing. That's awesome. That is. Hi, my name is Ben McComas. I am the uh, I am in the executive program as well. Um, I don't really want know what I want to do. I want to grow a lot of shit. Um, and like, you know what? The more weed I can grow, the better. So like, anyone listening, and you need somebody to grow stuff, let me know. <laughs> so, is that your plan for the cannabis career? What is exactly the path that you're hoping to go on? Um, so right now, I'm going to shamelessly plug um, this. So we actually just uh, produced a pipe cleaner called Mr. Nice Guy, and we are working on getting a patent. We're currently right now, it's been selling like wildfire. I kid you not. Um, I have to get you guys all some samples, um, but they're packed away in a box. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, so right now we're starting with Mr. Nice Guy, and um, we're trying to get some venture capitalists to get on the international level. Uh, in about 35 more days, we're going to get our patents done and correct, and we're just going to start selling stuff, you know? Congratulations, Dan. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know, that is so exciting. Oh, I'm happy for you. That's good. Thank you. I, it's, it's been like a secret little baby project because I found that when I tell people things, my ideas get stolen. So like mm. nobody gets yeah. to know about it. But now I'm right. getting a patent. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now you can tell the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And if anyone needs samples or anything, please feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram at ben.jie.boy or my Facebook, Ben McComas. Um, you could, there's also a Mr. Nice Guy page. So please feel free to hit us up. Um, it's $5 for a small packet with about 35 uses um, or $15 for a 16 ounce bottle. Hmm. Nice. But like y'all get free stuff because like, I love you. Nice. <laughs> so Cheryl's actually on our episode with our, well, our week of medical uses. So Cheryl explained a little bit of what you, she was doing and what she was up to, but why don't you go ahead and explain again what your career in the future of cannabis is, the plan is, the hope for. Oh, <laughs> so many directions that I want to go. But first, I'm going to learn about, uh, you know, just growing it. Um, I know I didn't speak about this before, um, but growing it the vegan way. Um, you know, so going to do that. Um, so just learning about that process and I haven't really found any vegan cultivation courses. So basically I'll just be experimenting, you know, doing that on my own. Um, of course, the activism uh, side in the group here, you know, I want to do that and then also get um, my certificate, um, be, be lean certified. 
And so um, be able to help companies with that, with the um, SOPs um, in the cannabis industry. Um, also infuse meals, and then I'll be working with other herbs as well. So I'll be get I'll be um, doing the herbal stuff first, while you know until it gets legal in Ohio. <laughs> you know, okay. so we can do further. You know, mm-hmm. with the cannabis. So that's just a little bit. So it's like it's just everywhere right now. <laughs> what about you, Marissa? What are you up to currently, and what is the plan for the future? Um, I have my own little baking business I've been doing right now. So, yes, cakes, follow it on Instagram. Um, but I want to start working in bakeries because I know I don't have the like resources and stuff together to start my own bakery. So I want to go into that to like learn from it. Um, but in hopes of opening my own bakery one day. Nice. Is that going to be like an edible bake? Like, can I buy like, um, let's say I want to get married. Can I get everybody stoned at my wedding? Yeah, we can make a uh, weed wedding cakes. Okay. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. I should do one of those as like a prototype. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, please do. I'm so excited. Good idea. I'll give you the credit for it. Have like the white cake and then the white pot leaves on the side of it, just like lining the bottom of it. <laughs> it looks yeah. super elegant, but it has mm-hmm. that like, stoner undertone to it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a um a joint in the top instead of like a groom and what. So like I'm gay. Um, so like instead of like a groom and a groom, like it'll just be two joints that says his and like also mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be cute. So how did you guys find the Cleveland School of Cannabis? And what are your thoughts on the school? Well, if if I can start. Um, so I found the Cleveland School of Cannabis just because um, in 2017, I started looking into like, I, I'm my friend she had um she had gone for uh some medical procedure and after surgery she had gotten a bunch of opioids and like she had issues with addiction and that wasn't cool you can't you can't give an addict um a 30-day script for opioids and expect them to just be okay that and uh she has Crohn's disease so she was constantly in and out of the hospital for her colostomy bag um, and for multiple different surgeries. And every time she goes, she has to spend at least another 10 to 15 days detoxing afterwards. So I was like, okay, what are some natural remedies that can help pain relief? Um, where are some natural remedy schools? I found a bunch of things on Ayurveda, not, not related to cannabis. Um, but then the Cleveland School of Cannabis popped up and I was like, huh, this is a thing. And um, I started researching it and looking into it. Life got in the way. So um, I wasn't able to attend until this year or until August of 2020. Um, and finally, I, I enrolled and now I'm a part of the executive program. And here we are. Nice. That's awesome. Glad you're here. Yes, thank you. Well, how I found out about the school, um, her name is V. Castell. She is a um, traveling vegan cannabis writer. Um, and she wrote about uh, the school. And uh, my husband saw it. And so she, uh, so my husband told me about it. And actually, it was a teacher at the Cleveland uh, School of Cannabis, uh, Erica, Nurse Erica. And she had a cooking class. And so I took her class. And then... I was asking her questions about the school and then it just went from there and then I had started in like a couple months later. So that's how I found out about the school. So you can check her out. We can stay a writer. That's awesome. I love that you started off with the whole baking side of it because that was definitely the first class I took too. 
Well, actually, I didn't. Um, she just had like a little thing she was doing for her own business, um, Hannah Edge, Nurse Erica. And so she was doing that. And I took, um, that was her own personal thing. So I haven't even took the class yet at uh, the Cleveland School of Cannabis, but I've been um, hearing good things about it. I oh, yeah. Take it. <laughs> you will love Linda. She is super nice. Chef Barry. Oh, I think they having something. Um, they having something um, tomorrow for the cooking thing, the webinar. Okay, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, Kevin sends out those emails and like the the nutrition and cannabis thing. Fascinating. They had one on on uh, sex and cannabis too, which didn't know was a thing. But I mean, like, hey, let's let's just add cannabis to literally everything that's it's beautiful well, you know yeah i heard they did um sex loop um mm -hmm. you know for that so yeah yeah i was thinking about researching and that yeah i didn't know that cannabis had a lube but i did know that cannabis helps with arousal yes mm -hmm. yes it does for women who have problems mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah men too so they don't have to take viagra oh that kind of arousal. Oops. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but I mean, it certainly makes my um, my friends very, very excited when they come over to play video games. That's <laughs> crazy. So Marissa, what are your plans for your, oh wait, we already asked that. What are you? What are your thoughts on the Cleveland School of Cannabis, and how did you find the school? Um, my oh, how I found this school actually was um, Lily. I was hanging out with your cousins, yeah. and I was looking for something in the cannabis like industry because I've always been interested in that. Um, and similar to Ben, where like I think there's like other ways instead of like big pharma um and giving out a bunch of pills would be better to start like prescribing a bunch of cannabis um but i was hanging out with rachel and Lindsay, and they were telling me that you found this school and um they gave me the info on it and the next day i signed myself up nice and that's why i ended up here nice so <laughs> I realized I didn't introduce myself too. Like I'm asking you guys these questions. I'm like, well, maybe I should say I'm too. So just really quick, my major at the Cleveland School of Cannabis is the executive major. I'm hoping to open a bakery as well. So Marissa and I either will be in competition of each other or we'll be working together in the future. I'm excited for that no matter what happens. I'll root her on or I'll cheer her on in the workplace no matter what. <laughs> Same with everybody else. <laughs> and um my plans for the career, like I said, a bakery. And I found the Cleveland School of Cannabis actually through an ex-friend of mine who I was going back and forth through Ohio and one of his buddies was going to the Cleveland School of Cannabis. And so I was super excited because I was like, oh my gosh, wait, you can make a career out of cannabis? And I was like, and there's school for it? Okay, bet. Because my parents are always like, if you're gonna do a job, you have to make sure you have the education for it. So I'm like, well, I have the education for it. So there's no reason why I can't now. And my thoughts on the Cleveland School of Cannabis is that it's a really wonderful school with a lot of opportunity and innovation. And actually the meeting that I did with um, Nicole is great. And she is a the education program director for Cleveland. And honestly, I recommend checking that episode out. And I just recommend going to the school in general. I think they have a lot of innovation for the future. They have good plans. And just overall, the team that they have on is really good. Yeah. So and where can we where can we find that episode? Sidebar, sorry. No, it's fine. It's going to be on Friday. So this episode is on Wednesday. And that episode with Nicole is going to be on Friday. Nice. Yeah. So Although the Cleveland School of Cannabis is an amazing school, we all know that there are things that schools can improve on and things that schools do really great on. So let's highlight both of those. I'm trying to think of what, um, like, improvement. Um, I mean, I would just say, like, but it's not even the school's, um, you know, fault that, um, you know, how we're limited. And it's just because of the law. 
you know, so we won't, you know, don't have that hands-on experience that, you know, I would like to have. Um, but for the, the good things that I would like to say about it, I mean, it's a good opportunity, um, especially for networking. You know, you meet a lot of people, like-minded people, you know, that's in the same industry. And, you know, you just connect with them like I connect with y'all. You know, so it's a good opportunity of networking and meeting people. So I think that's the biggest um, benefit um, of going to this school, you know, besides getting education. Yeah, there's so many people in this in this industry. And like, honestly, like, so like I said, the um, Mr. Nice Guy thing, like, I didn't know where to find venture capitalists or things, but I know BC, who is our um, business instructor, he, uh, I know, isn't he amazing? And he's, he's like a professional consultant. So I was like, okay, so not only does he literally work with everybody in the industry, but he would have some ideas. So I sent him an email and he was like, well, I can't give you some of this information, but give me a few days and I will find some like other people for you. And like, it's, yeah, this, this is an amazing networking opportunity and everybody that I've, um, everybody that I've met so far has been so willing to just share information and like, it's, it's wonderful. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's really weird, Cheryl, being able or having to do this all online and not being able to like touch the things like, I guarantee all of us know the theories now of cannabis really well, but like we may not necessarily like, okay, so you have four patients that come in with four different diseases. What do you recommend for them? I don't know. I can tell you the theory of what I would do and the steps to follow, but is it actually going to work? We don't know yet. Not until they come back. And that's one thing that like, although they even teach the theory behind it is that I wish that every single person who is in the cannabis industry had to go through a school like this before they started. Because I mean, I went to the dispensary the other day to pick up my medicine and I was asking the lady because if I get a certain strain, like it will mess with my head. Like I cannot smoke because it'll make me paranoid. It'll just send me into like a whole bad trip. And I was asking her, I was like, what terpenes are in this cannabis? Because I wanted to know, because I needed to know like what's actually going to help me. And she was saying, oh, it's the, um, it's apparent of this and this. And I'm like, okay. Those two strains, like, I don't know them. So how is that helpful to me? Like, and then she said some of the effects and I'm like, okay, that's effects from other people with different bodies. I need to know the terpenes to know how they will affect my body. So a little frustrating. Oh, definitely. You didn't get your question answered. No. And I was like, wow, these butt tenders don't know how to recommend and so that's where I'm just like the Cleveland School of Cannabis needs to come in and scoop all those people that don't know what they're doing, you know? Yeah, it really right. should. I thought they were supposed. Yeah, I thought they were supposed to know that they're supposed to be knowledgeable of that. I thought so too. I thought they were supposed to go through all of the strains in the morning and look at everything that they have on the list, know what the terpenes are. You go on Leafly, you just search it up really quick, and if you don't know, you don't know, and just say like, I don't know, but I know this one, and I'll recommend this one, you know? Right. You in Illinois, do you have um, recreational? We do. Yeah, right. It's it's 21 and older for adult use, and it is a medical card as well. So where did you go? Did you go to, um, okay, so we had both there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, so you got medical patients coming in there. You're supposed to know these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was just, I thought it was just, because, uh, you know, here in Ohio, it's just medical, and B, I just thought maybe you just went to just a recreational, but still, you know, you're still, still supposed to know that, so mm-hmm. that's bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, see, like, I, that's really weird. That's, like, actually shocking to me, because, like, anytime I go into the dispensary, um, there, at least here in Cleveland, every dispensary I've gone to has one or two Cleveland School of Cannabis students in it. Um, not ones that I've ever like met or gone gone to classes with, but um, the, all of them, they know when I walk in, I shop by terpene. What is going to help me? What is going to give me the best, um, the best, smoothest high? What is going to make me, um, uh, my one friend, she, she was like, I don't want to get the munchies. Can you, can you find something that's going to like not get the munchies? And so like, 
it's it's really interesting like all of a sudden i went in and they um especially at the botanist it's really cool so the botanist right now here in cleveland they actually um are all required to carry notebooks so if they have a question that they can't answer they write it down they find the answer and they're in the process of publishing a book um just for just for the botanist um and they're just going to hand it out to patients and be like here's all the information all the questions that you ask here's everything that we know about the cannabis and like it's it's wonderful like so it's it's really kind of shocking to hear that in Illinois they um not that they can't recommend strains but that they're they're incorrectly recommending strains like if if you give a um if you've got a PTSD vet and you're giving him like a really heavy strain that has um or I'm sorry cultivar you give them a cultivar that has a lot of mercy in it all of a sudden they're living they're like reliving all their trauma maybe that helps but like also if they're now like freaking out because like they think they're back in Iraq and they go to and I don't know it's it's dangerous like that their ignorance is dangerous and like Cleveland School of Cannabis really has prepared us well for um for this kind of this kind of work and I I wish I wish there were more schools like this and I'm I'm thankful that we are the only one on the east east coast but we got we to gotta get more education out there, open up the research, you know? And it's just like if a doctor is going to prescribe a medicine, right? So say they give you medicine for bipolar instead of ADHD. How is that going to help? You know, it's really the same thing. And that's why we need more knowledge in this industry. And we need like the education behind it, because how are you supposed to function in an industry without the knowledge? Sure, you can do it. Sure, you can get your way through it. But actually, Ben, I love that idea of what the botanists are doing with writing everything down. I think every dispensary should be doing that because then you have an idea of what you don't know how to improve. And then you are writing answers like we need to start researching. And although that's not technical, I mean, it kind of is research, but it's just a step in the right direction. Exactly. And like, like you said, it may not be like um, scientific research or at least not accepted by the scientific community but um with all these personal experiences as many of us know like you don't necessarily need to know the chemical structure of like linalool or beta carolophylline like i don't care what it looks like chemically i just know how it's going to affect me and that that actually like you said yeah it's i'm sorry i forgot how to english really quick it's okay so marissa what do you really like about the Cleveland School of Cannabis? Like, what are they doing well on, and what areas do, do you think that they can improve? Um, I mean, I think the Cleveland School of Cannabis is great because of, like, it's one of the first to educate on topics like this. And like you were saying, there's not many, like, patient navigation classes or stuff for bud tenders to really get a feel for what they're doing, but it's very important because it's medicine. They're prescribing people or recommending people. Um, so I think that's one of the best things we have right now. Um, but like you were saying, not every tender, everyone has had the proper education like that. Um, so I think it would be great if it expanded and there was more opportunities out there. Um, for people in the industry to jump on. Um, and also uh, the networking aspect of Cleveland School for Cannabis is amazing. Everyone's so you know, open and willing to help and give their knowledge. Um, it's just great because there really isn't many places or like little communities out there um with such like extensive like research and like tools and stuff so i don't know i think it's great and it's one of the first so hopefully it builds and it will only get better from here i believe yeah, yeah. Staff, you know what i have one more thing to say the staff and um the teachers that they have here at the school they're great and very knowledgeable um, yeah, they're phenomenal. Yeah, and you know, for um, you know, the president of the school, and for them, you know, whoever's in charge of picking the teachers and stuff, you know, did a great job. 
Yeah. They really did. And like I if 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 they could do one thing better, I honestly think it would be getting the students together. And I'm not sure if in past years like um it was easier to be like in a classroom with kids or whatever. Or kids. None of you are kids. I'm sorry. Um but it's I it's it's frustrating to um to see these uh to see all of you and not to have actually met you. I wish the um uh communication between like the the Riddall farm uh tour. We have a farm here in Cleveland called Riddall. Um and they went on a farm tour and I didn't even know about it until Cheryl had brought it up and was like, Hey, are you coming to this? And I was like, What? What do you mean am I coming to this? What what is it? And um, I, d I ended up not going because like it was so last notice, but like all these different things and activities, I want to meet these teachers. I want to see um, where they work. How do they do it? Um, what, what does their daily lives look like? Um, Max Labonte, Professor Bluntstash, like he always is just surrounded by marijuana. Like how how do we get to that level like yeah it's nice i can i can go to a dispensary and like um talk to people there but what i'm not i'm i'm not surrounded by marijuana though like it's 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 weird and like it's also it's also really unfortunate because like in my normal day to day i can't talk about cleveland school of cannabis because there's such a stigma with it and like I don't know. It's it's very frustrating to to not be able to just be like weed all the time. I do have to kind of like be able to put away um, my education, and I don't want to put away my education because this is such a fascinating topic, you know. Why? Why do you have to put it away? So like for me, I work at a pizza shop, uh, Edison's in Tremont. Pretty dope, but um, there everybody is very. It's so weird. I, you would think like in a pizza shop, everybody would be like, so pro weed, like, hey, smoke a blunt, get some pizza, like live your life. And instead yeah. they're like, don't talk about weed, don't smoke weed, don't come in here high, don't, uh, which is like fine. But like, <laughs> I mean, these are, the people have questions and like, I can answer them, but I can't, I can't promote that because then that would be a reflection on the pizza shop. And like, it's, I don't know. Um, yeah, you in that place that can work. So yeah, that's kind of yeah. <laughs> even uh, I had I had gone to see Yoshiko Sampanos, and um, she's oh, our she career services know. director, and she was like, I can't talk about this with my kids. They don't know where what I do. Uh, they know I work for a school and that I help people, but I can't give them specifics. I'm like that. That kind of hurt to hear a little bit because like yeah. if if um we're professionals in the industry and we have children or family members why why should we be afraid to tell them hey i work with cannabis which is a medicine and it's not i mean the definition of a drug is anything that is mood or mind altering but like that term drug instantly um puts this preconceived notion in your head of like what of what it should be and like i've i started talking to like um other other employees and I heard I heard similar things and like that's disheartening because like these are the people that are on the this is really dramatic they're on the front lines of cannabis man but <laughs> but honestly how we can't fight that like we can't we can't like fight um what am I trying to say if we can't be open and talk about it at least with our family members and coworkers, how do we get this information out there and that's interesting right. that you say that just because, sorry to interrupt you, Cheryl, um, is that like my mom actually gets upset with me about talking about cannabis and how open I am with it because, I mean, she grew up with it being illegal, right? And so it's just like a hard conversation. And I just remind her like, mom, I need to have this conversation because if you make people uncomfortable, it means that they are listening. And that is the first step to them even recognizing that cannabis is a medicine. And sure, people don't always listen and it's hard to really reason with them. But when you see the facts, when you see it actually helping people, like it is a good thing. And here's the thing is that not every medicine is good for everybody's body. 
And that's why they don't prescribe like antidepressants to every single person because not everybody needs them based off of their body chemicals or what they need in that moment. And so that's why like when people are not necessarily for cannabis because they're like, well, I have an addiction issue or um, I have uh, bipolar disorder and it actually gives me way more anxiety and doesn't help at all. I've tried all these different strains. Like there are different things for different people's bodies. And that's why we need more research to know like, okay, the chemical makeup of this person, like um, what in them really affects with this cannabis that makes it so they can't use it. Like that's where we need to know. It's that ignorance. It's the fear of the unknown that is keeping us from furthering. What were you going to say, Cheryl? Oh, no. Um, to add on to what you were saying, people should know that um, you don't have to get high because it's not just getting high. You have CBD you know, also too, you know, like I was saying before, it's just research. And then um, we should be able to talk about it. We are spending our money to be educated on cannabis. This is, we're going to school like any other subject, you know, so we should be able to talk about it. We're learning about it. We're going to be in this industry. So yes, it's our job to talk about it, you know, so shouldn't nobody silence it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, we need to destigmatize it. One of the, um, so luckily here in um, Avon Lake, uh, I actually went to the high school and had the opportunity to um, speak to some students about career paths. And like, this is one of the most versatile careers I would, I would argue. Um, but it was, I had to actually like, so my teacher, my old English teacher, she reached out to me um, and was like, hey, do you want to come in and speak about what it is that you're studying because like because it's important um what the first thing i went and uh when i went there the first thing that i asked was what is your future plans and i got so many amazing answers oh i want to be a poet oh i want to be a doctor oh i want to be a lawyer and i said wonderful all three of you i need all of you to come to the cleveland school of cannabis because we have a place for you like, it doesn't matter if you're in business, doesn't matter if you want to be in medicine, it doesn't matter if you want to be a mathematician, although I'm not sure how much, like, cannabis can help with math, because I, I, I hate math, and I get very confused. Right. Right. How many grams can I smoke? If I've got three of these grams, how many more do I need to get a full ounce? And then you need to know the math about um, how to dose things properly, which is pretty easy, like the most basic math, but it's still math. You still need a little bit of knowledge. Right. And like these kids, like um, all of a sudden it was it was like a light switch clicked on because like it wasn't just, okay, I have to do this. I have to do that. And then there were there were um, a couple of the, you know, those kids that kind of like don't really have a path they don't really like school they're not really like they, they have to be there because like it's school all of a sudden mm-hmm. i saw a light click on in their eyes and they're like whoa, whoa, whoa what i can be a professional stoner mm-hmm. like and instantly when i said I, I go to the cleveland school of cannabis i swear every head turned to one kid like in the classroom it was it was like a wave everyone was like <laughs> whoosh and I was like, okay, you, you need to come to this school. Here's some information. I don't know why they're all looking at you, but hey, meet me in the parking lot outside, okay? <laughs> Just kidding. I did not smoke with a minor. That is illegal. Um, but like, <laughs> but Good no, to clarify. I'm, just, yeah, just to clarify. Like, um, but no, there's, there's a place for everyone here in this industry. I'm like, Again, it was just once I removed that stigma and people, these, these young kids saw that like, I'm a professional stoner. I have a place and I'm doing the damn thing. Like it was just, it was just amazing to kind of like feel that like release of pressure. Like, I, I don't know. It was, it was really enlightening. That's awesome. Thank you. I really want to do something like that too. I I would love to talk to Yoshiko and say like, oh, I mean, I know she's the career counselor, but I wonder if her or someone else at the Cleveland School of Cannabis could hook us up with like a program to like go to these different schools to like try and recruit children. I mean, not children, but like people who are graduating, you know, so the seniors, juniors who are thinking about their career paths and what they're going to want to be doing and say like, hey, 
this is an industry that is booming right now and we need people right now and you can go to this school that's online and I would say that I mean like all you guys have been saying is that my biggest problem with this school is that I don't have hands-on work and that's not their fault it's because they're in Cleveland and I'm in I'm in Illinois but I think for the circumstances that I've been given. I believe that they are doing an amazing job. They are doing as much as they possibly can to help their students. And they're really just a resource waiting to be helped. Oh yeah, for sure. I've, there's, there's not been a single time when I've had a question about something where I have not gotten a flood. Like it's actually overwhelming the amount of information they will send you. Like they, the, if you're already in the cannabis industry, like we already know, there is a bunch of information and we want to flood people with it, but it's overwhelming because nobody wants to hear it unless you're in the industry. Like, mm-hmm. yep. So what do you recommend for future cannabis students? Hmm. Research, Ooh. research, research. Just, um, yeah, you can never do too much research because in this industry, um, by being so, you know, in the stage where it's at now, you know, it's forever changing and, you know, it's a lot of research going on now. So, you know, just like uh, Hammock, uh, the teacher commercial uh, cultivation operations, did I say that right? <laughs> that class, uh, yeah, he said you have to stay on top of the information because it's changing daily. So daily yeah and just consume yeah and consume yourself that's what i'm doing i'm just consuming myself with cannabis like the research um you know the growing processing just everything i'm watching um documentaries uh tv shows uh you know podcasts audiobooks just everything consume yourself with it and learn everything you can about it and come to the school of cannabis and yeah just learn yeah, and don't be afraid to learn. If you have a question, don't don't be afraid to, like, Google has everything. Google is going to be your best friend. But don't be afraid to, like, reach out. You know, the, you, there are stoners everywhere. Ask your parents, like, hey, who was the burnout in your class? Like, find them. <laughs> Ask them. Smoke with them. Like, Reach out to us. Yes, you know, oh, my God. The group. You got any questions for us? Yep. <laughs> start yourself up right we are here for you we are um created by the students for the students so period yes. don't um advocacy um do it if if you see if if like um i don't know talk about it that's one of the best things you can do if you're interested in cannabis and you you have information just start talking about it if you're wrong we live in the age where people love to hate you if you're wrong. So somebody's gonna come correct at you and they're gonna be like, no, here's the research. Here's what it actually means. And like, you're gonna learn. Like, don't don't be afraid of, of cannabis. You have to make mistakes in order to really learn. Mm-hmm. But coming in this field, I mean, it'll get you out of your cell. Like I was never into law and, um, and you know, into politics. And now, you know, I want to be an activist, you know, an activist you know, and stuff. And, you know, I never would have thought that until I took my law and policy class in my history class, you know. So once you get that knowledge, you know, your brain starts to work in and, you know, you want to change some things, you know. So that's a good thing about getting educated. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The history class was fascinating. I did not know that, like what was his name emperor shang young like he he was using cannabis like in 5 bc or something like oh yeah the very the first they mention it in the bible too Mm -hmm. yeah like and george washington had hemp the the deck the first draft of the declaration was written on hemp paper Mm. like Mm -hmm. why like i remember when i was a kid there was an issue that oh we're cutting down too many trees because of paper okay so stop cutting down trees stop cutting down trees literally our first draft of the declaration of independence was written on hemp and you're telling me we're still killing the trees just for what for what 
I can grow this shit in my backyard. Pardon me. I can grow this in my backyard. And we're killing the environment because I'm lazy and because I'm not legally allowed to. Are you kidding me? What kind of sense does that make? Yeah. We don't know why money bring the synthetic in. We could probably make freaking cannabis money. Like, actually, they used cannabis as money for a long time and they actually used it that you could pay your taxes i mean listen if i owed somebody some money and they just whipped out a blunt i'd be like okay yeah yeah we're good girl just pass it (laughs) oh but then when they had to they were forced to grow it so i wish we were forced to grow it now Racist yellow journalism. Yeah. Ooh, sidebar. So I'm I'm streaming on Instagram live right now, just in case people have questions or things. Um, I figured like this would be like a really good master class. Like if people do have questions, someone said one, this is solid life advice, and two, you can make plastic out of hemp. I think. Yes, we can. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, who was doing the research on that? And can you plug these companies for, for my Instagram followers? Here, let me pull up the Google Doc right now. Oh, yeah, there. we have a cool Google Doc, everyone. Um, like I said, if you have questions, comments, concerns, um, follow any of us on Instagram. Uh, mine is at ben.jie.boy. Um, okay, Zach, you get back to work. This will be recorded later, um, and you can check up on it. But yeah, you can make plastic out of hemp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we put down any companies that make plastic in out of hemp. Wasn't uh, Lowe's one of them? Oh. Well, they do Lowe's. plastic, um, but they yes. wasn't using the hemp. Oh. Um, no, never mind. Continue. I'm sorry. I mean, I know. Um, I know companies that use hemp for. Remember, I was telling you, eight thousand kicks. Um, you know, for tennis shoes. So if people, you know, interested in looking up, you know, tennis shoes made out of hemp. Um, that's a company. Yeah, oh, yeah, hemp too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, concrete that's made with hemp. Um one of our one of our uh professors actually, um oh gosh, what is his name? He taught the extractions course. Matt Max. Max? Not, not Max. Um it was another uh, it was who, the um, older man. Older guy? Not Dan, is he? Because he keeps the other extract. I wish there. I could think of his name, but um, he uh, actually had to uh, sign an NDA because he. This was like um, something that they were working heavily on, and like trying to, if you can make concrete out of hemp, or still make sustainable buildings, like how would that work? You know, what's interesting is that in Germany, they created a recipe for concrete that they still have their uh, highways and stuff like that from um, the World War II era when Hitler was around. And what you're saying with hemp, I wonder, because I'm pretty sure they used volcanic ash or just that material in the mixture. So I wonder if you added hemp and volcanic ash into concrete, if it would be... um, not only more sustainable but more sturdy just because as we know that things made out of hemp actually last longer like they're starting to make cars they're starting to make houses and they're made out of um, sustainable plastics known as known as bioplastics and they're lightweight biodegradable and can replace many uh federochemical plastics apologies for that pronunciation but I don't think we have any companies that actually make the hemp on here. We are only researching so far um, the plastic companies of who is doing it wrong and what are the companies then that are doing the plastic right that are using this biodegradable um, plastic. Yeah. Um, can we talk really quick about how Ford actually made an entire car out of hemp and ran it on biofuel and that never became a thing? Yes, and we can talk about it. 
because it was money. Back then, everything changed because of money. There wasn't any money in the hemp industry where it's sustainable. And there's all these companies with coal and stuff like that. And they already had their money in the pot. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to make sure that these things that are sustainable, they're not going to put us out of business. So uh, companies like DuPont, they went behind the back of millions of Americans. And they made a deal with Congress trying to make it trying to put a tax on cannabis and they actually got like a backdoor deal where they were able to send it through you're kidding that has to be illegal it wasn't well then they get sued they got sued too because they were dumping all of that waste i'm not sure about that part but i don't doubt it dupont is a nasty company you hear that dupont we're coming for you four kids we're coming for you just kidding please don't sue us We're just putting facts out there from what we learned. Facts are facts. So what was your guys' first thought of Start Yourself Upright when you heard about the group? When I, um, I was excited about it. I said, oh, I just, you know, I was just wondering what it was going to be about. And, you know, I know I had you in my classes. I was like, hmm, when I saw that, I first I saw the email and then you had mentioned it in class, you know, and then when you had uh, did it in the chat, I said, oh, I'm down. I was just down for whatever because I'm here in the cannabis industry and, you know, learning about everything. And when you said that, you know, the group, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is something. Uh, and this is the first group that what CSP has. Yep. And so it's like, yeah, this could be, well, this is the start of something, you know, and so it's like, yes. Yeah, I'll be at the beginning of something, so I was excited that you made this group. So it's the start of something new. Oh it my feels god! So right to <laughs> be here with you guys. Hey. Hey. Well back. See, hemp even touches High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> no, but same. Yeah, I was. I was very excited to see that there was actually a group of kids because like in all of my classes since I started I was like hey let's meet up let's smoke let's do this and discuss cannabis and like everyone was like no like I, I put my my contact information Cheryl we've had classes for like ever and like yeah. I would put I would always like plug myself because at the time I was living on a farm and I'm like hey if you want to grow some weed like come to my oh, backyard yeah, like, Right, right. I was hoping somebody would. Right. Now, okay. Also, sidebar. He's in Florida right now, so if you still want to, there's potential to. Um, but no, I was super excited. I was also kind of mad because I was like, "Oh, why didn't I think of this? I hate her." And then I was like, no, I'm "Love that." Hey, look, y'all, look what I just got. I got a congratulations for uh, graduating. <gasps> yeah! Uh, <laughs> I congratulate my horticulture. My husband came and brought me some balloons and stuff. <laughs> yes! Oh, Hell that's yeah. <laughs> now I see why you married him. <laughs> <laughs> of course, my honey, I'll see my congratulations card. Oh. Let's take a moment to congratulate Cheryl on graduating. And although she will be returning to the Cleveland School of Cannabis for more education, it's like getting your bachelor's and going back for your graduates. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. What courses are you still going to take um, next semester or term or whatever? Uh, The industrial health and CBD and uh, the endocannabinoid class. Those are fun if you need some help. So my background, obviously, like I said, was in um, uh, natural medicine. I have a couple certificates from it. So like, if you need any help, Ooh. like, I got you. Thank you. I went to medical school too, so I'm, you know, I like yeah. the terminology and stuff. And so I'm excited about this endocannabinoid class. Wait, you went to med school? Mm-hmm. For what? Are you a but doctor? I didn't, just for a medical assistant. Just for a medical okay. assistant. This was when I had got out the military, this was, ooh, so back You were in the military? Yeah, what, Cheryl? In the Navy, yeah. I was a truck driver, a Navy, medical field. <laughs> I've done a lot of things. The Navy's for the badass people, right? <laughs> <laughs> Me and my husband, we were in the Navy, yeah. 
Oh, that's so nice. cute. So like, okay, now I kind of want to know a little bit more about your history. How does, um, how does, <laughs> how, like, how does cannabis play a role in your life? Like, we're actually talking to a veteran right now. Like, what, tell, tell me about, like, why, what do you think that the cannabis community could do for um, uh, the VA and, like, the the people that are, what, are that? what do I call them? Our, our ex-militants? What's the word? Yes, what? Thank you. Um, what what do you see like in the veteran community that like needs to be changed, and how can cannabis help with that? Oh, well, you know, I, oh, I just have like for the vet system. I don't know. It's like it's, it's separate, okay? So you got the the vets, whatever. For one, they're not okay without cannabis. They're not getting the help. Well, I feel that they need you know, and not how they should be. Because uh, we shouldn't be seeing no vets or anything on the street, you know, nothing. And then just the process of what you have to go through, the paperwork and stuff, and when you get out and just, uh, uh, it's crazy. But with cannabis, um, it will help instead of having them on pills or anything. Like I know I, um, I have my medical card um, and it's so, it helps me, you know, come compartmentalize and slow my brain down like I have a I think a lot a whole bunch of ideas is just crazy you know and then just other things from you know like the past to go on so it's like cannabis it is like therapy it helps you I mean and then not only you know taking that like I think vets should go into like uh, well the growing of it and like just getting into other um, herbs growing herbs like that's a form of meditation you know, to do while you, you know, smoke the cannabis or vaporize it or however, you know, you consume it. Um, but I think it should be, I think it should be offered to, you know, the vets that get out, you know, that have the uh, PTSD and all that stuff. That will help way better than any medication. Yeah. I know that. Because oh, all the medication, sense. yeah, that just messes up, you know, other things. I was about to say, Ben. I was sorry. I was about to say. So let's talk money because, like, I know the military loves their money. So, um, what do you think? Like, if the military started investing just like a little bit into this, do you think what what would the benefit to the military be? In your in your opinion, I mean, just working with cannabis. I mean, period, it's gonna be a benefit, you know. Um, it's like, okay, so what they, the one thing that they prescribe is Motrin. They give everybody Motrin. Well, I know when I was back, they just Motrin, Motrin, Motrin. You know, they just think it's cannabis. <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> That'd be good. Well, not while we on SP or nothing like that, but, um, hmm. You know what? That's a, a good, a good, um, you know, thought. I didn't think about that as far as the military getting in it and, you know, what kind of position they will have. What do you think? What do y'all think? Um, I think um, back when Washington was around, he had his militants go out. Um, I can't, I think it was the Battle of the Forge. Don't quote me on that though. I can't remember right now. And all of his people were wearing hemp clothing and they actually survived the cold because of the hemp. Oh, and I yeah. think that the militants should have hemp clothing and I believe that maybe some of the material we could research like if hemp can replace like say make a tank or make some other guns and just different uh, ways that way I'm not sure I'm, I'm not really knowledgeable with that but if they can do that I think that'd be really good and using rope as hemp yeah, see, I wasn't even thinking about it. See, I was just thinking as far as like therapy and the um the medication for the soldiers. But yes, on the the other side with the hemp and using the fiber for the ropes and all of that. Um, yeah, because they used that back in the day, so why not you know go back to it? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. And then I know they need to like have different. I know there was a lot of complaints about the MREs, um, how people. Something to feel messed up because you know they had to eat the MRE from you know back in the day. So I would think like um, healthier um, 
MREs or possibly improved MREs like CBD and stuff like that and healthier okay. options for the MREs. Awesome. So Marissa, what was your first thought of Start Yourself Upright and what is your position at this club? Um, I was really excited because I, I was wanting there to be a club for a while here um, just because we're all like, like-minded and there's only so much um, networking you could do within your classes. So I think it's great that we finally have like a place we can meet every week um, and just kind of talk about like the industry as a whole um, and like touch off of ideas with each other. Um, so I was very excited about that. Um, and what was the second question? What is your role at Start Yourself Upright? And then why don't everybody else after you go ahead and say your role too? I forgot to ask about that. Oh, I am the historian. So I provide, um, which I have been slacking on lately, but um, weekly, uh, just we like updates in history on this stuff and articles for us to go over. Awesome. Yeah, your articles are actually kind of fascinating. So like, it's okay that you've been slacking because you can just easily go down a rabbit hole of like weed yeah, true. <laughs> and we just had finals, girl. We've all been busy, so. Yep. <laughs> that oh, just man. threw me off. It was <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the treasurer. I oversee, well, we'll be overseeing the financials of the, um, the club and fundraising. Yeah. Uh, We're going to be starting a scholarship for future Cleveland School of Cannabis students. We're still talking about how much it's going to be just because we need to know how much we're going to fundraise for. So keep an update for the future. Yes. And if anyone really wants to like is super passionate about this and just donate us a bunch of money, um, give it to Lillian because she's the president. Um, and then I'll give it to Cheryl well, because she's the treasurer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, my name is well, my name is still Ben. I don't know why I have to reintroduce myself, but I'm the vice president. Um, so basically, like Lillian comes with me to ideas and I try and enact them. Um, I have a huge background in like uh, marketing. Uh, I was an actor for a long time, so I'm really good at networking. I'm really good at finding people um, just because I had to start myself upright as a business, um, as an actor. So, like, I just I just find connections, make connections, um, help research, um, which, honestly, I've been kind of slacking on, too, because this patent thing is terrifying. The U.S. government sucks. Like, honestly, they move slower than, like, a, a joint canoeing, so. Yeah, yeah, hurry up and wait. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we all, we all kind of make this, make this, this, uh, this, we make it work. Yeah. <laughs> what is your hope for the future of this club? Start yourself up, right? Oh, to change some stuff. <laughs> Yes. We're gonna change. So I don't want to curse. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get some things in action, and um, yeah, change some things for the, the the better cannabis for hemp for the plant. Yes. Um, for this club, I wanna I wanna see more people. I would love to get some alumni back in here. Uh, my friend Haley Robertson, she. Um, actually has her own small business as um, a masseuse, so at which she integrates a CBD into. Um, she makes all types of salves, oils, lotions, all types of things. And um, I don't know, I would love to try and get her in here. I would love to see more, because uh, we're all passionate. We're all here because we're passionate about marijuana and medical cannabis. So why? Uh, like I said earlier, when I was talking to students, there's there's a place for everyone in here. So how how can we outreach those people and bring their particular skill sets, trades, crafts, whatever, and integrate it into the community? Maybe maybe um, we may not have a place for 
someone who does no 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 there's there's a place i was gonna say for like copywriting but like we need people to write copy we need people to um make papers we need people who are going to uh you don't have to reinvent the wheel here you don't have to really do anything you just have to improve upon a previous idea and maybe maybe you're gonna come up with the next big stoner thing so like just getting that information out there you know and when i uh when i said change something change some stuff i meant um you know create deals um you know change some laws um you know work with our community not just in ohio but in illinois illinois um and other places where you know other members when they start coming in you know we just want to uh, hopefully, you know, have this branch out in this different state. Yeah. You know, to start yourself up right. Yeah. Yeah. If I can expand on that, like, um, yeah, that's that's exactly what we. I forget what you said. I had a point and it disappeared. I'm so sorry, Cheryl. What did you just say? <laughs> that's okay. Branching out, just um, um, us creating deals and um, you know, changing laws and with the community and yeah. branching out in different states that's it yeah the community aspect of it like there's so much um navigating these legal processes like it's absolutely insane um and so it really does start with our communities like when i was um when i was living over at the farm um all of our neighbors knew who who i was and who we were and like i made it very clear hey i'm a cannabis student like so people just being um, approachable in the community, educating everyone else. Because like when when you're trying to get a bill into the, um, well, and specifically the Ohio House of Representatives, you don't just go with one person, you go with a petition with five to 10,000 signatures. You go um, with people who um, are also passionate and you have to really create um, these, uh, you have to really create a network within your own community. And honestly, it's like it's like when you put a seed in the ground, it starts with you, but then it really does take that whole community. And without, without, um, without the support of your friends, your family, um, anyone, like we're not gonna get anywhere. So it's, it's going back to what you said earlier, Cheryl, research, like being able to be knowledgeable about about this. I think this is a wonderful educational space as well as like a safe space to talk about weed. Like, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to see in the next five to 10 years? Daily, we're seeing that like cannabis is changing. So like, how how can we keep up with this? We need people who are going to be able to, um, like Marissa, find these articles, like Cheryl, who are going to be able to understand how to fund more research. Like um, Lily, how, how do we make um how do you make a bakery that is allowed to sell edible cannabis um as well as like regular cannabis because this isn't for everyone but for the people that it um that can use it for patients for whoever how do we how do we make this accessible to them you know what ben i think like me and you ben we're in ohio and marissa and lillian they're in illinois i believe uh we need to get out here in the street and we need to educate the community first because how can they get behind us if they don't, um, you know, have the education or the knowledge um, for what they're doing? So we need to get out here and make sure to educate them and then so they can back us up. So they have the education, back us up, and we can go ahead and yeah, get get some numbers. Yes. Grow, grow in numbers and, and in the different states. And then, yeah, so that's what we got to do, get out on these streets and educate people first and get them to join, um, yeah, the group and whoever want to be part of it and change themselves. Yeah, like you said, this is this is numbers. We It's a numbers game. How many people can we get mm-hmm. out here? And that was actually something um, I wanted to talk about uh, in a personal meeting, but like, you know what? Let's do it here too. Um, it doesn't have to be like knocking on doors and being like, like hey, do you want to hear about weed? Cause like nobody wants to hear about weed, but like, what if um, we started like a community cleanup, like starting in our own communities. Um, and then once we get enough people there, 
oh, well, they're cleaning up the community, let's help them. And then we can go into the underprivileged communities, the people that have been hurt by the war on drugs. Um, uh, the I'm specifically thinking of Outhwaite over here in Cleveland on East 55th. That community mm -hmm. is a shit show. I'm sorry. East Cleveland. It, yeah, yeah, East Cleveland. Like these people have, have been hurt by the war on drugs and now they suffer because of it. The future generations are going to suffer because of it. And they're not, they have become, unfortunately, second class citizens. And that is not okay. So I feel like we really can do outreach programs and really create more. We can help, like cannabis helps communities. It brings people together. It apparently it can also tear people apart, but I don't believe what the government says with that. So like, yeah, how, how Oh, it's a numbers game. Yep. So Marissa, what do you hope for the future of this club? Honestly, I just hope that it like continues on even after we leave because it's great for networking. I've learned so much through this group just by talking to everyone weekly. Um, and I feel like it's just gonna grow as time goes on. Like it's gonna do great things. So I'm excited to see everything that happens with it. And I'm happy to be part of the like beginning of it. Um, like in some of the first members, that's really fun. Yeah, me too. I just hope that after we pass on, we have a good foundation for other people to join this club and to really um, get it going and to have new innovations and to really just have more of a future. So- Yes, I hope so. <laughs> so oh, to no. kind of to kind of wrap this up, what is your advice for people starting in the cannabis industry? Any final words that you have to say? Me? Anyone? Oh, uh -huh. you can go ahead and start. I, yeah, I guess I have to now. Um, honestly, just keep learning. Keep you know coming to your classes and stuff and absorb as much as you can um because the information is changing every day um and yeah just don't be afraid to reach out to people because it's a really like friendly community um and it seems like everyone in the industry wants to help each other so the industry can grow as a whole um so yeah just be open-minded and not afraid to take chances Yeah, I agree with um uh, what Marissa said. Yeah, be open minded. That's the I mean that's the biggest thing for a lot of people, uh, to be open minded. And like I said before, um, research. You know, don't listen to other people. You know, they're helping you and they get the information. Even if they give you the information, still do your own research. You know, and um just making sure you know where you're um sourcing um your site. And everything make sure it's credible site um just research that's it just educate yourself and have an open mind and i would say building off of all of that just start it doesn't matter where just keep going because like you are going to face a lot of backlash that's okay it's okay just keep doing it and keep researching and keep keep smoking you're gonna be good mm -hmm. there's a place for literally everything so like do it and do it with your whole heart yeah i also lost my dog so i have to um go and find her um <laughs> but i love you all thank you lillian for hosting yes thank you all for joining i hope you had a wonderful time listening to this episode of geeking cannabis with all of the officers except for victoria we miss you victoria love out to you <laughs> i hope you had a wonderful time listening to this episode and start yourself upright what we're all about and i thank you for joining and i look forward to seeing you all on the next episode peace later thank you bye, bye